Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's about how hard you can get hit. Jim Evans here for day four of the UFC 246 Fight Week podcast. And of course, we are sponsored by OwnBet, ohmbet.co.uk. These guys are the UK's number one MMA sports book. So if you think you're going to be putting a few pounds on the fights this weekend with Conor McGregor taking on Donald Cerrone, you make sure you go check out ownbet.co.uk. So yesterday, uh, we had the first Fight Week activity, which was the UFC 246 press conference. And I'm delighted to say today I'm joined by two um, of the sport's leading journalists. First of all, from the UK, uh, Chisanga Malata, who writes for the Daily Star and the Daily Express. And I also have Post Media and my good friend, Danny Austin, also joining me here. So, guys, um, first of all, thanks very much for doing this. We're here today. You brought, at the, in, the, uh, you brought in the newspaper guys, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you old school for this podcast. Things, things are getting perhaps a bit more serious than the press conference than yesterday. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so we had the press conference yesterday. We, we, it was, I guess... Um, the mass media, I guess, first opportunity to talk to both uh, Cerrone and McGregor during fight week. The rest has been through broadcast partners or, or the UFC themselves. Today we're at the media day for UFC 246 and I think for the first time since 2015 we're actually going to be able to talk to Conor McGregor, which is um, highly surprising. But l- let's start with the press conference yesterday. I'll start with you, Chisanga. What was your main takeaway from that from that event? My main takeaway was is a very subdued Conor McGregor and as... Um, it's a very subdued Conor McGregor, and I, I, I also feel that he's trying to change the narrative about himself, being very cordial with Donald and being very kind. And he was throwing a few verbal jabs, but they're very, very subtle and nowhere near the, the, the way they were ahead of the fight with Khabib and Nurmagomedov. So I think he's trying to portray this, uh, this new image of because obviously he had the, the turbulent in 2019. So I think that was my main takeaway from the press conference. Danny, yours? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that matters because, I mean, in most fights, you know, there will be fans who say, let's focus on, on the fight, stop focusing on the personality. But with Connor, he's such a huge global brand that uh, I think a big part of the story is how, um, you know, is how he portrays himself in public. And I, I think all of us know that, let's be honest, since April 2017, 2018, when he threw that, uh, that dolly through the bus, I mean, the images that we have seen of him in public have been almost uh, exclusively negative. Mm-hmm. Whether it's been him attacking, could be verbally or, uh, you know, religion, race, that, that stuff sort of came into it, or whether it's been, uh, you know, legal issues. So I, I do think that him trying to flip the narrative and portray himself differently matters. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, took, I had the same take with it was a very friendly, I guess, set of exchanges between the two of them. Uh, McGregor even complimenting uh, Cerrone on his snakeskin jacket at one point. Um, just saying, from the Cerrone perspective, how do you think that that's going to play out? Because we've seen him be very, very friendly with guys before, like Justin Gaethje, and yeah. it didn't really work out for him come fight night. Well, I think Donald's just trying to avoid getting caught up in a, in a verbal battle because we've seen before, if somebody, somebody wiles him, like with Nate Diaz when he came up through his face and he flipped the, uh, flipped the hat of him, he tends, to, he tends to wither in the fight. So I think he's just trying to be nice and cordial and avoid, if, uh, I use the, the punching metaphor, the, the haymakers of the, the digs that McGregor would throw his way that would invariably get under his skin. Danny, that dynamic between Cerrone and, and Connor, the, 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 the friendliness of it, what did you make of it? Did you take anything away from that? 
I mean, I think it relays, relays back to, look, if, if this was Connor two years ago, he would be coming up with jabs, like verbal jabs, he'd be trying to get under his skin, do all of it. I honestly believe he can't. I honestly believe that, like, if he, if he were to do that, the public has been so against him recently that it just wouldn't wouldn't work. So I think coming in and showing respect to one of, you know, real old school guys in this fight game, um, it, it, it makes sense from a marketing perspective. But also, I mean, maybe Connor has grown up a little bit. Maybe, you know... Why, why do that? I, I like when Cowboy said, like, look, five years ago we had this verbal exchange at a press conference. He's like, the thing is, that was before Connor did everything he said he was going to do. He's like, I, I can't take away from him as a fighter. I can't take um, And I thought that was accurate. And then I think, look, Cowboy's been around. And I think if Connor is, he, you know, he refers to himself as a student of the fight game and all of that, it would be in, inherently dishonest to say anything else other than offer your respect. So, um, I'll be honest, as a media member, it makes stuff a little bit harder to write about. <laughs> we need some drama, yeah. but um, but I, I actually did appreciate it as, as someone who sometimes thinks that this game is at its best when it is steeped in traditional martial arts in that respect. I, uh, I, I certainly appreciated it. We got to touch upon the, um, I guess, most talked about almost online bit of the press conference yesterday when um, a, a reporter whose name escapes me, was it Michael? Malcolm. Malcolm. His, his name is me. I know he's working for the New York Times. He brought up some of the allegations um, that have been going on in McGregor's personal life for the last 2019 and tried to kind of bring that to the fore at the press conference. And he was very, very quickly shut down on two sides, I guess. Firstly, by the fans who, who were very much booing him the second that kind of topic came to light. Cerrone, who also went straight in and shut, tried to shut him down and said this was supposed to be all about this fight, this press conference. And then Dana White, who basically just tried to move the conversation on and try and expose that journalist. Um, Danny, as a member of the MMAJA, and I guess um, you know a long-standing journalist from Canada in this sport, what, what did you kind of take away from that? I mean, first of all, I thought the question was completely appropriate. I, I, I think that he was always going to get the response that he got, and that's fine. You still have to ask the question. Someone did. A, a couple just quick notes. Had nobody asked that question... All of the same fans who were ripping on him would have been ripping on MMA media as a whole mm. for not asking. Yeah, There's no question about it. It had to be addressed, and it's out of the way. And to be honest, I, I think, um, as far as I know, there are no charges. We don't really know. Based on what we know, it's probably something that all of us included in our stories yesterday and are going to sort of move on from, at least I am, um, while it's still there in the background. Um, secondly, press conferences for the UFC are different from any of the other sports I cover. This is not the main sport that I cover. Press conferences traditionally are for the journalists to get answers. The UFC uses these press conferences as a promotional tool, and we all understand that. So the only reason that that question was in any way viewed as being inappropriate by anybody was because traditionally a lot of people in this media game um, play along with the UFC and, and, and just look for sound bites that they can use um, in their promos. So he did actual journalism. Um, you may not like it. You may say he, got, he didn't get an answer, but he had to ask that question. Is any further to add to that? Um, I echo Danny's sentiment because we all would have been pilloried from pillar to post had we not asked that question and we all would have been accused of being shills and uh, Conor McGregor fanboys for not addressing the, the elephant in the room. So I, I, I agree with what Danny's saying and it just it, it baffles me that the MMA fans well, would boo the journalist for one just doing his job and it also, it also baffled me that Dana White was so quick to just move on from the issue and almost almost kind of in an aggressive manner yeah. as well that that was quite surprising to me yeah I, I think um, my thoughts on this I just don't think it was handled great like uh, I 
I think the fans are entitled to their opinion, and I think they're programmed in a way that Danny was saying, where this is more like an entertainment show than it is an opportunity for journalists to come in and do actual work. So I, I actually, though I don't agree with them, I understand why the fans had such a kind of... They responded the way they did. What I didn't like was the way that the promotion, the UFC and Dana White, pretty much just shut it down. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to add just one thing, just as I feel obligated. I did go talk to that specific journalist, journalist who I'm saying his name is Malcolm, and I, I really wish that I knew 100%. Okay. Um, he was okay. Yeah, I, he I was fine about it. He, like, literally didn't care. <laughs> he, he was like, all right, no, a bunch he, of white fans booed me, whatever. Yeah, he held his own, because I can imagine many, many other journalists would have cowered in the face Stopped, of such, right? such vehement booing, but he, he persisted, yeah. and that's what... That, that's part of the oath that we take when we decide to write about news we have to ask these questions and we have to yeah. stand up to and the face of he's a Canadian newspaper guy he's been around a long time he won, he, didn't he win sports journalist yeah, I mean, like he's, yeah. he's, he's one of the big names I don't know that's not true he's one of the best yeah. in, in the country where I live and that he was okay so like get on your fight fans you boot him you're entitled to boo him but you didn't rattle him yeah no fair, fair enough so yeah, yesterday we had our first stare down between the two is size-wise, did you see anything? Do you see anything from that set? It was actually pretty hard to see Serena's face, but for the most part, given his hat. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was watching back the videos of the press conference this early this morning and last night, and you can barely see his face. Only when he gets up to actually go stare down, you see the side of his face clearly. But um, obviously, Donald looked looked a bit bigger. The, the size difference wasn't as big as I think it would be on Fight Night because Connor was wearing some shoes which had a little bit of a heel to it, but. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't see that. No, you didn't see that. So I think we'll obviously uh, we'll see the proper size difference on Friday at the official weigh-ins because obviously they'll both be wearing Reebok shoes, which will be the same height or whatever. So then you can get a, you can actually size them up. Good stuff, Danny. I mean, honestly, I didn't I, I didn't see anything that made me think any differently about this fight in no. any way. In uh, yesterday, in, nothing in, made me think differently yeah. about the whole. I thing. mean, and I, I think partially I'm. Um, Influenced by Israel Adesanya saying that what he wants to do is prove that the biggest, bulkiest guy in the room isn't always the the best fighter. And no, I, I, I just I've watched too many stare downs, man. Like sometimes the guy who looks super confident goes in and destroys. Sometimes the guy who looks yeah. super confident. Like I just take nothing away from them. But this one in particular, like these guys, we know who Conor McGregor is mm -hmm. as a fighter, as an athlete. We know who Donald Cerrone is, and I didn't take anything from it. I'm getting asked a lot this week, what's the feel like in Vegas? What, are we building up to a true Conor McGregor fight week where we have fans hanging off the lampposts of like the Las Vegas <laughs> Boulevard? Um, I'm yet to see that. Um, Danny, we, we, we together have actually covered a lot of Conor McGregor fight weeks. Like, how, how does this uh, rank in the terms of pandemonium? So it's funny, we're recording this on Thursday morning. Yeah, um, it is a bit early to The, the surprising yeah. thing about Connor fight weeks is the Wednesdays, are, you always have this thing, thinking like, oh, maybe, maybe Connor's jumped the shark. I don't know if that's a British term. So I honestly don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't expect there to be the legions of fans that there were three or four years ago. I think that was a moment that, that has passed. I think Connor is more of an international symbol now. We're going to get a ton of big-name celebrities here on Saturday night. We're going to get all of that. But... Um, if they don't show up, I, I don't actually think it means all that much. You know, no. this is still going to be a sellout, still going to make a lot of money. Um, it was a unique set of circumstances that was special, and I, I think we all appreciated it in the moment. The 2015 and 2016 was special. Um, it's a moment that you were lucky to be there and lucky to witness if you were there. And if it's past, it's past. I, I, now Connor's maybe slightly less immortal in their eyes, and that's okay. It's just, it's just life as well. Everything's cyclical. Exactly. So. 
You work for a UK newspaper, though, Chiz. Is the demand for McGregor content uh, as high as it was previously, or, or not? I would. I. I wouldn't say that's the case. I think his transgressions outside the cage have uh, well and truly seen him lose some of his uh, loyal fan base, to be honest. And I think they're completely justified to to turn their back on him somewhat. But there there still is a there still is a demand for it. It's just, maybe it's because he has, he's been out of the cage for 15 months that it's not as high. And maybe today and then tomorrow and then Saturday will see everything ramp up and he is still without question far and away the biggest star in the sport oh, like there's no there's saying. no question there's no one close we can talk about Jorge Masvidal all we want I all of my friends who two weeks ago were like I don't care about the Conor fight have been texting me already this week and they think it's super cool that I'm here yeah. this is the reality like he's still the biggest star in the sport so yeah. if he's not I don't know I, I'm trying to think of a good comparison like he's, if he's not Maradona he's yeah. still he's the Michael Jordan yeah. Well, you exactly. can, yeah, you could you could still argue he's still the biggest star in combat sports with it, without a doubt. Yeah. I I I'd say so. More so more so than I'm Joshua, sure. more Mayweather. so than Canelo. Yeah. Well, Mayweather's retired. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm let's even, with the heavyweight boxers, there are certain matchups that I think are going to be bigger than the Conor fight. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, because there's two of them who are stars, but yeah. with Conor on his own, I think he carries. I, but I mean, I'm also, you guys are in the UK, so you guys have a different perspective than I do on the boxing, because you guys have two it's of the It's close. Guys. It's, it's in the same ballpark, let's yeah. say. I, right. th- I think that's fair to say, that there'll be a lot of people watching this, and I think it's a funny Ever one. Since you guys stole Lennox Lewis, or tried to, <laughs> um, tried to pretend he was yours. <laughs> Box office this weekend, Chiz. We're on we're on BT BT Sport box office. I, yes. I genuinely think there's actually going to be quite a lot of people buying this card. It's January. People have already had a pretty miserable month. They haven't gone out much. That thirty, I think it's thirty pounds. If maybe I'm wrong, that thirty pounds they got to drop to get this kind of fight on Saturday. They might be able to justify it this time around. Probably not for the first one we had back in July for International Fight Week. No, I I, I agree with that sentiment wholly. Uh, as much as Jones versus Santos was. Uh, was a great fight for us MMA fans. For the for the casual fan, it, it really wasn't the fight to be kicking off the uh, the, the, the pay per view part of the uh, BT Sport deal. But as you say, I think fans this time around, it's, it's Conor McGregor. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, if the UK market generates a hundred thousand pay per view buys minimum. I think that would be yeah that that would be a big move because I think that would be a first step to prove the box office might work in the UK. But um. Uh, Danny, I, I just want to get um, your expectations of today when he comes to, to media day for the first time in about five years. Do you reckon he's going to say anything different to what, what we've seen over the last few days? Do you reckon is there going to be a raise in intensity, maybe, just a tiny bit as we get closer to no, the fight? No, I think he's going to be charming. I think he's going to make jokes. You know, maybe because Cowboy's not there, he can take a dig at his fighting style or mm. stuff like that a little bit, but it's not going to get personal. Um, the truth is... and. I mean, the challenge for me over the next couple hours is coming up with new angles, because I, I, I do think that a lot of the same questions have been asked over and over again, um, and that's the reality of covering this sport. He better show up, I'll tell you that. Um, there's, <laughs> if he doesn't show up, I think there's going to be a lot of us who travel for a really long distance who are going to be Well, you've also got to think of it. He's, he's, trying to, he's, he's trying to show that he's turned over this new leaf and whatever, and obviously he showed that somewhat by turning up on time. I mean, I can't count the amount of press conferences we've all been, kind of press conferences where he's been late. So if he wants to keep up this image and really show that he is trying to change, he has to show up. He can't just bail. No, and the only reason is because both Khabib and Nate have bailed in the last year on on press availabilities because they said that they've they've answered the same questions over and over again. So that I am slightly worried, but he's going to come in. He's going to be... 
Exactly, you said it. He's been on time, he's been doing the job, job. he understands it, he understands promoting a fight better than anybody, and he understands that he has to be there. Just lastly, just because everyone I've had on this week, I've asked for a prediction. I'm going to put you on the spot right here, right now, Chisanga. Who wins on Saturday night? I think Conor gets it done in the first round. I think the Cowboy is going to abort into this narrative that obviously we've, we've, uh, <laughs> we've fun as well, that he, uh, he's a slow starter and I think he's going to come out guns blazing and I think he's just going to get caught. Danny? Literally, like, word for word, I agree. That's, <laughs> honestly, like, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. I've tried to talk myself into other ways. I don't think it's the best way for this fight to go for Conor. I think for Conor's, you know, for Conor, the global superstar, I think taking a couple shots, getting in trouble and digging himself out yeah. is the best way this fight can go for him. But I also just, I mean, the only thing is the 170, but now I, I just, I don't know, I've seen, unfortunately, and Cowboy hates when people say this, I, I, I've seen him in some of these big fights, yeah. that, that tends to be the way these things go, and that's unfortunate, but that's how I see it going. Just one more, lastly, if, if Conor loses, is he, is he done? No, they do the DS fight. The DS fight, DS3, right? DS3, but I think in the eyes of casual mixed martial arts fans, he's done. Because if you look at the, the backlash that Anthony Joshua got, okay, he lost to a, a rather rotund <laughs> Andy, Andy Ruiz Jr. But if you look at the backlash that he got after just suffering one career defeat, yeah. everybody was writing him up. So I think if Conor was to lose, I think perhaps in the eyes of casual fans, he'd be finished. Again, he got smashed by the big last fight. There we go, lads. It, there's, uh, there's a lot online this Saturday. Thanks so much for giving me your predictions and your analysis from the press conference yesterday. Um, let's kick on with Media Day. And uh, you guys who are listening right now, I will be dropping another episode in about 24 hours. See you later. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you are nobody gonna hit as hard as life, but it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit.